TGH The Good House presents Say Something Good, an all-new podcast dedicated to good news, good people, and good stuff. Hosted by Sean Patrick and Karen Nozalst. Hey, and welcome to Say Something Good. I'm Sean Patrick, and I'm here with... Karen Mills Austin. Coming up on today's show, we're going to ask, do you believe in miracles? Long gone are the days when the word was only understood religiously. It's now a word that's embraced by psychotherapy and has made its way into the mainstream. Do you believe in miracles, Karen? Of course I do. (laughs) I believe it's a miracle when we wake up in the morning. I believe it's a miracle that we get to have this conversation. All things are miracles. And there also gets to be this expanded awareness as miracles, too. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And that's why I love how the word is being re-embraced in a way as not something that has to be so unexplainable or grandiose. It can be a much more subtle thing. Uh, We will get on to that, getting into the good news stories of the week, as always. Uh, Karen, this is from your side of the pond. A record number of early voters have already submitted their ballots for the upcoming U.S. midterms. Oh, that's wonderful. And you're going to be here for those midterms. I have my I'm going to be here for them results. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I have to mail my ballot and I'll be voting today and mailing it today. Yeah. And regardless of what anyone's politics are, I can only believe that everyone agrees the more people that vote, the better. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. You know, there are countries where you don't have the right to vote, and we do. So we get to exercise that right to vote. And remember, there is a time when I, as a black person, couldn't vote. So I'm, and as a woman, as a woman, couldn't vote. So I'm grateful to always to to cast my vote and um and in this particular time, I step away from all speaking of politics. The most important thing is to vote. According to Today.com, recent studies have shown that friendship is as important to our longevity as diet and exercise. Karen, do you agree with this? I agree. You know, my parents have had friends for 60, 70 years. Uh, my mother passed. My father is still alive. And these were these are friends that they met. Um, my father, I'm thinking of this particular man, met when, when they were kids, you know. Um, and a lot of the friendships that they held on to, uh, they garnered through college. And, and now, now, of course, they're, <laughs> they're transitioning and they have remained friends. Um, I have, I'm very selective with my friends. You know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that about me. And, um, uh, and I have found recently, especially after coming out of COVID and being in hibernation and now, Everything is opened up wide. I found myself even on Sunday gathering with some people that I normally wouldn't gather with. So um, I, because I felt this thing that it was important for me to be at this particular party. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm on the fence. <laughs> I really am. Well, you're on the what fence about with, you? with, I'm with on the, the f- Yeah, I'm on the f- uh, fence that I know that. We need friends. I know that it's important that we have, that we cultivate relationships and all. Um, 
And quite frankly, I could just be on my own, you know, and probably not be really happy. Yeah, well, I mean, (laughs) but but that that does raise the question about, you know, as much as you may not be happy, how much of an effect does that have on your body's physical chance at staying alive? Because this seems to be suggesting that, you know, your happiness contributes towards that. But um, one thing I found really interesting was they identified different kinds of friendship, and I have got, I embrace them all. Lifelong mm-hmm. friends, friends mm-hmm. you're currently close with, friends out of convenience, you might live close to them, workplace friends, or same chapter of life friends. Oh, you that's know, interesting. I've had all of these friends, and I appreciate them all. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. That is so kind of you to say. And I want to sound kind, too. <laughs> Uh, okay here's your moment to sound kind so the friends that i do have in my life i love and adore them and i have to tell you that there have been friends i didn't follow my parents um thing of having friends from early on until now i have let go of friends as I have grown and expanded, I just have. And then I've embraced more people that are like-minded. And so to all my friends, I appreciate each and every one that has brought me to this stage of my life. Yeah, you know, I'm guilty of trying to drag all my friendships into the lifelong category, which just doesn't happen. So I'm actually finding a lot more peace and maturity through allowing friendships to exist in the category they existed in but Mm -hmm. I definitely had this default or what I felt might be like a righteous obligation that someone remained my friend forever unless there was a fallout but sometimes like this says you know people no reason season in a lifetime yeah I love that I, I do love that and I think it's healthy for us to keep friendships that way there's a reason a season and a, and a lifetime. A 21-year-old man in Florida who was given just eight months to live due to an aggressive blood cancer is now in full remission due to a life-saving transfusion. I yes. adore when I hear a medical story like this. And I know that there's a... I know that it's a tentative ground to walk on when you attribute healings to spirituality. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Uh, but this is this is purely about a, a cancer that they thought was incurable and was immediately threatening to his life, and now he's in full remission. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, um, that's why we know that all things are possible. Anything is possible. And even if this particular person just decided that he was going to beat this, that's... The, for me, that's enough. And then the doctors uh, continue, the scientists continue to um, find um, avenues for healing. And I, th- I think that that's really brilliant. And when, when like minds come together, this is what happens. There's a vibrational match, and therefore somebody get, gets healed. So I think that, um, I think consciousness is a big part of this. Jamie Lee Curtis is turning 64. Everyone will probably be seeing her doing the rounds right now because the final Halloween movie is coming out. But she says that being 64 is 
the best thing she's ever worn. She says that a lot of ther- therapy and sobriety has created a mind-body-spirit that she feels comfortable in. Yes. I know your initial response to this is, you don't have to wait till you're 64. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not that either of us know anything about that. Not that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, she apparently has had a lot of, of traveling. I was talking to my daughter the other day uh, and, because we did see the trailer for this this new movie. And so we're going to go and see it just because of nostalgia, you know. And I'm grateful that Jamie Lee Curtis is embracing her life right now because life is for living. It's just, it's for living every single moment. We're so grateful to be alive. Uh, we're so grateful to do what we do. And she is an actress an actor has been able to um, gleam onto um, a franchise that has allowed her to live the life that she's come here to live. So she's um, she's very fortunate, and I'm glad that she knows that life is for living now. Yeah, you know, I'm going to call her my first like self help guru. I saw her do an interview 20 years ago on the E Network. Um, yeah and there's two things she said and they just played them at the end but they were really profound to me she said that she replaces the word i have to with i get to and she also said that she doesn't believe that any product will change her life she said she's sick of infomercials and i'm sure she's talking about very specific ones Mm -hmm. that people saying this product will change your life. And that was, they were very early glimpses I had into anything like that. So thank you, Jamie Lee. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I, you know, I see that she doesn't, she never has, I don't think, colored her hair. Um, She is, she is young and vibrant. And I'm, I'm talking about being young and heart. And that's, where we get to live. And yes, these words get to, yeah, we have, we get to, we have the privilege to do what we came here to do. And there's no shoulda, woulda, couldas. We get to eliminate those words from our lives. And remember that we always get to wake up in the morning because sometimes we don't. Now, Karen, I think we both remember this one on this day in history in 2001, we got the first iPod. Oh, you know, um, yeah, I re- I do remember that. Um, but and because I'm not <laughs> tech savvy, uh, my husband was the one who got the first iPod and was really excited and all of that. Tell me more about your experience. Well, I didn't get my first iPod till. It must have been 2004 or 2005, because I remember I was mm-hmm. in sixth form college. And, I mean, I just thought it was so cool that yeah. there's this little MP3 player that you stored everything on. And the thing that blew my mind more than anything was, prior to this, you know, you had to go to the, the record store to buy a song, and you'd buy the CD with just one song on sometimes. Mm-hmm. But when you got an iPod is when you also got the Apple store where you could just pick any song for 99 pence (laughs) and and download it. And that was like, that, that was just so cool to me as a 
15, 16 year old. And look how far, you know, look how far we've come. Whereas yes. now we don't even need to download a song for 99 pence. We have access to every song, you know, all on Apple Music, Spotify, or, you know, whatever you listen yes. to. So I do love that technology like this started to come in and, and how far it's come. Yeah. And I really have just gotten into downloading music onto my phone and doing things like that probably in the last five or six years. And I thank God for it because even when I'm sitting someone somewhere and someone mentions a song, they have that process, right? It's a company. All you have to do is to touch your app and it tells you what the song is. And mm-hmm. then you can put it on your phone, which is which I love. I love that so much because I, I love listening to, you know, music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and, and the, the music of today. So it's, it's wonderful to go back. I, mean, I remember <laughs> I used to go to high school and I used to leave a video recording mm-hmm. MTV so I could go home and listen to what songs they played. That sounds so ridiculous now, but it's what happened. Yes, yes. And we were, I was reminded of that too, that we could either record or we had to be in place to watch a certain television show. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to watch it. And they didn't repeat it. Yeah. No, they did not. Long time ago. an episode of Friends. It was disastrous. In my head. <laughs> yes, yes. Our final head. good news story of this week. An unsung hero can be found in Sacramento. A seven-year-old boy rescued a toddler from drowning um, who would have otherwise died without his help. He did it all by himself. Uh, and Karen, oh. guess what the little boy's name is? What? Messiah Brown. I mean, Messiah. Oh, my goodness. Messiah. <laughs> Because when I read the story, I was like, I thought they were saying like, you know, a messiah has rescued, (laughs) rescued somebody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, No, the seven year old boy is named Messiah Brown and all by himself um, rescued a toddler from drowning. Yeah, it's, it's deep, isn't it? I mean, you talk about miracles. Um, What if this Messiah Brown decides that he's going to remember how powerful and strong and intelligent he is right now? Um, and, you know, not that he's going to act like the Messiah, but he can. This is a great demonstration of what's possible. Hey, it's Sean Patrick from The Good House, and we are currently accepting submissions and proposals to join us on our remarkable publishing program starting this November. If you have an idea for an inspirational book, memoir, or guide, then simply get in touch at www.tghbooks.com or contact me directly at sean at tghbooks.com. We are dedicated to working with new and emerging talent in the field of spirituality and self-help and assisting them to share their message generously with the world. Our program really offers more than anything else we know, providing authors with six months of one-to-one support, as well as six highly insightful masterclasses and group support sessions. We handle everything from your initial book idea to book design to worldwide distribution, as well as welcoming you into our author community for in-person retreats and get-togethers. We really look forward to hearing what book you're about to birth. Welcome back. And, you know, we're going to spend a few minutes talking about miracles. And it has been said 
that a miracle is the instant demonstration of truth. Truth with a capital T, meaning that when we believe, all things are possible. And I want that to sound spiritual and not religious, uh, because I, I do believe that there are individuals in this world, all of us, when we develop our gifts and talents, miracles burst out all over. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. And I love hearing a definition of miracles like that. I think people, I think oftentimes you say the word miracle and it's as if you're talking about something, you know, fictitious, which depending on what you believe them to be, may or may not be the case. But actually to think about miracles as, you know, like, it's like, we, I think I'm, I must have said this to you recently, but we can look for so much um, magic or make-believe, yet fail to acknowledge how incredible it is that the planet even exists. <laughs> like the, Absolutely. The chances of planet Earth even existing is it's like the equivalent of a melon balanced on a razor blade, balanced on a tightrope. And we yes. don't seem to sit and feel that awe of actually that there's no amount of science fiction <laughs> that can rival the human body and brain. Or, or the yes. So yes. That, yeah, that is, yeah. So I do, I, I am very much an advocate for normalizing the word miracles, which is happening. Uh, what I found so interesting was, and it really speaks to what you said, there is a therapy called miracle questioning therapy. And what it does is it's a way of, it, it, may, be, it may be something you do in, in, in your sessions, but it's a way of saying to someone, okay, just, just say you go to sleep tonight and a miracle occurs and tomorrow everything's different. How does that look? Or it's saying to somebody, okay, imagine by some miracle, all your problems have been solved what now? And it's an effective form of therapy that puts the muck and the mire aside to allow mm -hmm. even the contemplation of what it can look like. And it's called miracle yeah. questioning therapy. And I, I'm, I'm for it. Yes. Yes. And you know, it's akin to a best case scenario. What if you woke up in the morning and you didn't have any problems? What if you woke up in the morning and you could, um, you had all the money that you needed in order to live the life that you came here to live? So even those kinds of questions in the best case scenario, when we put our mind on those things, those are the things that we think about as opposed to putting our attention on, um, I don't have enough money. I have so many problems. I don't know how I'm going to get through my, my life. When I teach uh, the Prac 1 students, in fact, this is one of the things that we're talking about right now. We're talking about letting go of limiting beliefs, letting them go, and grabbing on to beliefs that are our true nature. Yeah, that probably is the closest definition to miracles that I, that I can lean on i think about mm -hmm. the course in miracles which says a miracle is a shift in perception yes see that that's as, it you know if i'm all of a sudden able to exist in my life in a way that was more pleasant more peaceful more effective than before yes. 
you know, like I'm, I'll take that over the apparition of the Virgin Mary. Yes, 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 yes. And, you know, I think that these, so these individuals, these, these individual miracles start that way as miracles that we get to experience, these best case scenarios that we get to experience just within ourselves. No one else has to be involved. It is a, a change in perception. It, it really is. You know, um, when we put our attention on something, that is what we get to experience. So if we put our attention on illness, even when we're not ill, we're going to end up getting ill. You've heard people who, here's an example. I just heard it the other day. Um, oh, it's flu season, so I, I'm going to get sick. And the person gets sick. Why not saying say it's flu season, and I um, and I'm going to feel better. I because I, I'm always healthy. Uh, that's that's the kind of miracle that I'm talking about. Um, you know that I didn't get COVID. I didn't get sick. I didn't. And and you know there are some. What are they? They're calling us something very special. Um, super COVID people. I don't know. <laughs> The idea is uh, that all of this happens within our mind. So if we convince ourselves, now I'm not saying that everybody has gotten sick, have, has convinced themselves they've gotten sick. And when something happens, why not have a shift in perception? Can you imagine going to a pharmacy and you're looking at all these cold remedies and, uh, and I've heard this story. So there are two people looking at these cold remedies, and then they begin to talk about how they get sick all the time. And it's just this time of the year. And they're in agreement. They're in agreement with one another. And they say, do you experience this? Oh, yeah. I get sick in March, and I get sick in December. And they have this whole conversation. Why not have a conversation about wellness? Why not? Yeah. And I yeah what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah, and I and I sit on on the shift in perception d- definition there because even mm-hmm. you know you catch COVID or God forbid there's a a greater illness. Yes, a shift in you know any medical practitioner would say that a shift in perception about this you know accompanying your treatment with something more holistic will only benefit you here. Uh, yeah. yes. And I believe that, you know, do both, do the medical and do the holistic, but no mm-hmm. one is out there saying that holistic, holistic treatment um, in addition is a bad thing, that, that, that there's no belief around that at all. <laughs> um, right, right, right. It being the only treatment, but I definitely know that there's nothing to be, to be said about it being in any way detrimental. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So we get to experience the miracles of our of our lives, whatever they look like. The miracles of joy, <laughs> the miracles of of kindness, the miracle of beauty, the miracle. I mean, there these miracles are all around us. And as you started out by saying that, uh, talking about the planets and everything, it's a miracle that the sun go, comes up and go, goes down every every day. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Absolutely. And I really, I really lean into 
it being a word that doesn't have to be so mystical and grandiose and i really like to mm-hmm. bring it back down to earth so yeah. yes Th- thank you yes, for, yes. yeah thank you for having this conversation miracles absolutely yeah miracles miracles in the mainstream i'm, I'm too yes up to that yeah yes and this is why i use those two words infinite possibilities because we have no idea what is possible until we experience it in and through and as our lives and that's a miracle <laughs> Karen, you just said something good. <laughs> so thank you so much for saying something good. Until yes, 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 next yes. week, continue to be something good, do something good, and say something good. Bye. You've been listening to Say Something Good from TGH The Good House. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And because we want to inspire as many people as we can with these episodes, we'd really appreciate it if you'd share the show with friends or family who'd find it useful. Also, please leave us a review and let us know what you'd like to hear on the show. For more information about TGH The Good House, who we are and what we do, please visit our website, www.tghbooks.com.